Matt, Rob, and Justin here once again with the uninformed, and we're going to talk about the upcoming NFL draft a little bit. Maybe if we have time at the end, we'll spend a little bit of time on the NBA MVP vote. We didn't get to it in our last podcast when we are talking about the playoffs, so we're going to talk about the draft, and... I think it's fascinating that nowadays, maybe it's because of media, maybe it's because people, there's so many bad teams out there that I feel like the NFL draft has this giant following and I feel like it's hope trafficking. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like once, once the season starts, you're, most teams, most teams, let's be realistic, most of the franchises out there realize we have no shot, right? Yes, of course, right? You get to, you get to week six. Week no, six I don't even think, think let, let's be honest, there are some teams that it doesn't even take that long, right? And, and well, yes, I, we'll start with the fan favorite Cleveland. <laughs> I mean, but let's see, I mean, you know, like, there's a lot of teams that, that there's... I guess you could say there's like three sections of the team. There is the perennial contenders. You know, you got your New England, Pittsburgh, um, Packers. Packers. What's up there? Yeah, I mean, there's not many, but um, you got your perennial contenders. And then you have the middle pack where they need to stay healthy and they need to get kind of lucky. And they're kind of like the middle of the pack. And then you got the, this third section down here that's I give filled four. with Saint, the Rams, the former St. Louis Rams. It's filled with Cleveland. It's filled with my team, the Washington Racial Slurs. It's filled the with... Racial it's filled with... It's filled with, uh, you know... I think, I think you're right with the tiers. I think, there's, I think there's four tiers, though. I think we added to that middle one. Potential, depending with luck, like one of those kind of like wild card differentials. Yeah, but do they really? I mean, but you, there's like, like, but what I'm saying is, NBA draft or NFL draft this time of the year, every team is has a chance. Like, you really think Cleveland Brown fans <laughs> they care more about this next week and a half? Than they did about the entire season. Well, yeah, because everyone in Cleveland hasn't bought a new jersey since like '96 because they still have all the potential quarterbacks going down. You, one you know they had RG three jerseys last year. <laughs> no, they all got Jim Brown jerseys. <laughs> but did they? But I mean, it, I swear the Jim Brown jersey I definitely believe is still a Syracuse jersey. Yeah, it's not a Cleveland jersey. It just it looks dirty. It. it looks it. But so I mean, this year. <laughs> they, <laughs> it's it's hope trapping. So like the teams that are terrible, and the teams that are good, everybody's interested. And I feel like because of that, the draft gets covered. You know, the combine is covered like, like n nowhere. No, it's never been covered like this before. It's like sickening how they're poking and prodding these kids. They're still in school technically. They haven't made a dime yet, and they're they're. Treating them as if they're professional athletes, like they're in like a meat market. But one person has stood above the rest, and Miles Garrett. I, 
The only way he's not going number one is if Cleveland does what Cleveland does. And that's find a way to bleep it up. And if it was any other team, then I would I would say no. But, I mean, they got reports coming out. Maybe it's just fodder. Maybe it's just, you know, um, news media having to print something. I mean, I, I, I know every day I get something from Washington that just makes no sense at all. And I, I, it's just they have to write something. Their reporters have to tweet something. They have to write something. So they, but they, they saw a report that said they were torn between Miles, uh, Miles Garrett and um, Mitch Trubisky. Now, we don't even know if Mitch Trubisky is the best quarterback in the draft. But if you pass on Miles Garrett, I mean, what he did at the combine, he is a physical freak on the defensive line. They could be the next Bond Miller. I mean, he looks like an instant game changer, as much as I hate that phrase. He, you can't pass on him. Like, I had hardly watched him play, and then they, you know, on, on SportsCenter and stuff, they're showing highlights of him, and then you see him out there, and he looks different. He runs faster than everybody else at that position. He jumps higher. And he actually speaks like somebody who attended classes. So there's not even any character issues. Like with somebody who looks like he's roided up beyond belief, you would think that like, okay, he's physically as gifted as just about anybody has been. Maybe he's not altogether upstairs. He sounds like he is as together upstairs as he is physically. But you've got to remember it's Cleveland. Thank you. Yes, it's, it's absolutely. This is the most. These last ten years, yeah, have been honestly mad. <laughs> I want you to look up the the history of the Cleveland Browns quarterback. Oh. This is a joke. Okay. Go ahead. Absolutely. Cleveland. Cleveland better celebrate every single thing that happens to them right then and now. Like I give them, they have another three years of celebrating just any good fortune of all. And I say this with all sports because. Well, you're still, wait a minute, are we still talking about basketball? No, we're talking about football. Let me explain where this all comes. It comes full circle with all sports. <laughs> Think about this. You know, we, you can talk about like the top days, honestly. And this what? is strictly. In your opinion, is Terry Francona the only decent person in Cleveland sports right Absolutely. now? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Yes. He's a good guy. Terry, I have no problems with him. Great dude. You know, I'm happy as hell. Did you just say that you were friends with him? No, I'm happy. <laughs> good guy. He's a great guy. I'm Stephen A. Smith right now. Know him very well. How you doing? Yeah. Well, I am not uh, Max. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Max. <laughs> Max. Yeah, I'm not him. No, but. And if you say that I'm uh, Skip Bayless, we got problems. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, Dora, I got to shave my head, too, so I look like I'm partially bald like C.V.A. Smith. But anyway, like I said, Cleveland is hitting it off in every fathom line. Basketball, we already got over it. The Cleveland Indians did the impossible. Oh, they almost did the impossible. Well, to me, they did the impossible. They blew yeah. a 3 league as well. Yeah. And remember, Cleveland Indians, again, when's the last time you fucking heard of the Cleveland Indians? The same time everybody else had major league. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Tell me the truth. Even when I think like the Rays. Which... Here's the thing with here's the thing with the Indians. They had one of the most packed 
uh, teams before before my time, but they found a way to screw it up when they had when they had Carlos Baerga, they had uh, uh, Manny Ramirez, Jim Tolme, Albert Bell. They had a lineup that anybody would dream about and. I don't even know what happened to them, but they certainly didn't win the World Series back then. Being close. <laughs> but again, to my point, this is Cleveland is gonna have more. Now we move to football, the Browns. Again, here you are, center stage again. Like we I already expect from you every year. Who's doing the number one pick? The Browns. Alright, what are you gonna do? Here's your opportunity to finally do the one thing right that any person with common sense would tell you. Start building around those other pieces on a team. Yeah. What does Cleveland like to do? They think, like any, and I think of this as the whole childish high school mentality, your whole team, again, is all about the quarterback. And I'm not saying, again, quarterback, per absolute necessity. It's, it's, it's tough to win with one who is not top seven in the league. Yes. I mean, I think, I think you, you have to look at Who's the worst? Uh, I mean, you, you, everybody's going to say Trent Dilfer or something like that, but Trent Dilfer had a historic defense. But, I mean, Eli Manning might be the worst quarterback to win Super Bowl in a long time, right? Am I, am I no, you're absolutely right. But and and he's then, not a bad quarterback. Even though I hate him, but it's fine. Yes, he's not a bad quarterback. Absolutely he, right. He's, Fair. But the other pieces... That they have on that team is what, again, like you said, we always say about quarterbacks, you could have the 12th best quarterback in the league or so. You're like, okay. And then you look at their team, they're like, well, he's really not that good. Like, if I put Aaron Rodgers on the Browns, do they get a little bit better? Absolutely. Why? Because yeah. Aaron Rodgers, top three quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. It's pending argument. Yeah. But the Browns don't have anything else at all. Yeah. At all. And what they should have done these past few years, like we say every year, well, they get just... those other pieces. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Get well, those yeah. other pieces. And then eventually, again, again, every draft, you know, there's going to be that amazing quarterback or something like that that blows people's minds or whatever. Great. Maybe one of those years you pick it up. Or you have two backup quarterbacks. Say, or you get lucky with one of your backups that develops. Like, a, you know, everybody goes to Tom Brady as yes. six-round pick. And you get lucky that way. Or somebody becomes available and you just happen to have cap room. But they have to take Miles Garrett. Unless they're going to trade out of the pick, which is another one of the thousands of rumors that's out there right now. And, but I mean, I, mean I, I don't know what their deal is. Do you have the uh, list of quarterbacks? Why don't you read them off? Starting with uh, this, I mean, this past year you had Griffin... You had Cody Kessler and and I don't even know who the other one was. I went I went all the way back to two thousand. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it when they moved back, it was like ninety eight or ninety nine with Tim Couch, I think. But uh, so read read off what they have put at the quarterback position, Matt. Okay, we have Austin Davis, two starts. Is this this year? No, this is uh, this is uh, in two thousand fifteen. So it, go to this year. it only goes up to 2015 for this one. I don't know why. You know what, if anything, you had it. How far do you have it back? I go back to 2000. All right, so just read off some of yeah. the names because this is, this is hilarious. The people they've trotted out there, 
you could argue they shouldn't be doing anything more than carrying a clipboard. Basically. All right, 2000. Uh, just, just don't even say the year. Just name off some of the names. It doesn't matter. Tim Couch. Tim Couch was actually, I mean, he was one of those guys. He was drafted number one overall. If he got drafted to a different team, you never know. It's like David Carr syndrome. He got, or, yeah, David Carr, a lot, some people say he was the best college quarterback they've ever seen. What happened to him? He got drafted by the expansion Houston Tex, uh, yeah, Houston, Houston Texans. Oh, expansion Houston Texans, and got sacked more than anybody on the planet. I think there's a stat out there that in his first year he got sacked more than his brother has been sacked in his entire career in in uh, Oakland so far. Okay, so Ty Detmer. Ty Detmer was also a good one, but a long time ago. Doug Pedersen. Who? Keep going. Spurgeon Wynn. Spurgeon Wynn. You know they wasted a draft pick on him, too. That's the worst part. How many games did he start, does it say? One start. One start. Go ahead. Kelly Holcomb. Kelly Holcomb. He's the one who took over couches. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that. Jeff Garcia. How uh, Jeff Garcia probably like thirty eight years old. So it wasn't even like it. This isn't this isn't. San and that's who took over. <laughs> this okay. isn't San Francisco Jeff Garcia throwing to Terrell Owens. This isn't even uh, Philadelphia ter- uh, Jeff Garcia. Yeah. This is like ancient Jeff Garcia. Keep going. Luke McCown. Josh McCown's brother. Okay. Charlie Fry. Yeah, I remember that. Uh, not Charlie, not even Charlie Batch, Charlie Fry. <laughs> then we got Trent Dilfer. Trent yep, Dilfer, how old was he? Like, I mean, that's ancient. Eleven stars. Was he still shaving the head? Probably. Yeah, yeah he was. Dilfer's dimes. There's got it. There's some other bad names on there. Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson was. Derek Anderson's probably the best quarterback they've had since like 1999. Derek Anderson. Yeah, he was pretty successful. He had 10-1 season. Uh, Brady Quinn. <laughs> that was the follow-up. They wasted a draft pick on Brady Quinn. That's all. That was a hype. Yeah. Ken Dorsey. Ken Dorsey was good at Miami, but he also had a ridiculous team down there. But, I mean, they, they have... You're going to get the... They wasted, I believe, a first-round pick on Brady Quinn. They wasted a first-round pick on Johnny Manziel. Yep. The, and... Would you have taken Cole McCoy, so... What? Yeah, they got Cole... They drafted Cole McCoy, too. Those are three wasted picks. Bruce Krakowski. Those are three first-round, right? I believe first-round wasted yes. picks. There is no secret why the Browns are where they are. Yeah, they got unlucky with Josh Gordon. You can't, I mean, maybe you can predict that. Oh, my God. But, I mean, even, even, even uh, Jacksonville... Who like paid an investigator to follow uh, Justin Blackman around from bar to bar? They still got burned by him. So you're gonna get unlucky with players like Josh Gordon, and if he's eligible to play, I think they should sign him up to play again because maybe not pay him as much money. But I mean, the guy led the league in receiving and receiving yards. Uh, only playing 14 games with God some of him. those some of those guys throwing him the ball. That's that's a modern miracle. Josh McCown. Yeah. I mean, two here. I just got a last two just to make you laugh. Remember Seneca Wallace? Mm-hmm. And Thad Lewis. 
I, I, I've heard the name Seneca Wallace. I don't even know. But that's, that's that Lewis ended up on the Bills. Bad. There's no, there's no secret why they're that bad. But so, but they can't, they can't start there. They have to, they have to start on the defense. They have to draft Miles Garrett. I don't even unless they're just trying to create hype. None of these quarterbacks are more valuable than Miles Garrett. But here's the thing. A lot of people are saying this is the worst quarterback class in a long time. And I don't know how you can look back at last year and say that this year is worse. Now, obviously, we got hindsight to look back. And and the only one who really looks impressive is Dak Prescott. But since he was like a fourth-round pick or whatever the hell he was... What was he? Sixth. <laughs> but yeah, but no, I think he, he wasn't a sixth round. He wasn't sixth. He was like it was like a four for that. But that, that almost like doesn't. That does, you can't when you're when you're grading a quarterback class, you can't count fourth round picks. No, it's drafted in the fourth round for a reason. It's first two more yeah, or less. Yeah, yeah. If so, anything, five quarterbacks in the first round. That's so you're talking about uh, Wentz and Goff, and those guys. There's no way in the world you can tell me those two are better than, than the guys that are coming out this year. Um, if it wasn't for Miles Garrett, I think you would see quarterbacks going real high. And I think they're going to. I think a quarterback is going to go number two. Now, I don't know. It's, gonna be, it's going to be – you have three quarterbacks that have kind of distinguished themselves. You got uh, Watson – and you got Trubisky, and you got Kaiser. A lot of people think Kaiser's got the highest upside. Um, I saw some report that said he's got diva qualities or something like that. And also, I mean, Notre Dame had a horrible year. So you got to think to yourself, how good could this kid be? But you also have Trubisky, who they say he might be the most ready, I believe. And you got Watson, who's just a winner. Those three guys, in my opinion, are going to go early. The, the, the worst, the lowest those three guys will drop, in my opinion, is number 12 at Cleveland whoever, or whoever owns that spot. Because Cleveland might trade that spot. I don't know if they're going to, I don't know. I think the first one is going to go number two, whether it is to San Francisco or whether it is to somebody else who trades there. And then... Maybe it's six, the second one goes to the Jets or whoever trades there. And then the last one's going to go to Cleveland because what you said earlier, the quarterback position is so valuable that teams have to try to get them, but not at the expense of getting somebody as talented as Miles Garrett. Now, the question is, if you're Cleveland, do you hope that one of those guys is left at 12? Or do you take the 12th pick and trade it and try to get more picks? Do you go defense and hope because there's going to be... Cleveland, I don't know why you're living on hope. I'm not living on hope. No, I know. Well, you're not Cleveland, but... <laughs> it, it, to me, I'm just, I just think to myself, I'm like, Cleveland, just do pick what you're supposed to do. What you really mean? Don't don't worry about the hype or anything like that. What you see right in front of you, get it now. Like, well, one of the mock drafts I was looking at, it has um, it has them obviously taking 
Garrett at number one. It has uh, them at 12 taking Deshaun, Jack, Deshaun Watson. Now, I, I kind of think that's what they should do. But it has the Jets taking Trubisky at six. And now to get Matt is a Jets fan. God bless him. The poor kid. Um, what have you been telling me uh, all season, all, pretty much since like the playoffs started? What have you been telling me you want the Jets to do? Oh, I want them to draft uh, Colin Kaepernick. Draft him? No. I mean, I, I pick him up as a free yes. agent. You want them to pick him up, Colin Kaepernick. And what I've been giving you shit about that. Yeah. A lot of them. Yeah. I think I changed my mind. Kaepernick went 16-4 this year. 16 touchdowns, 4 interceptions. I believe he had the highest rushing yards per attempt of any quarterback in the league. His numbers were the best since, like, 2012. Now, if you couple that with the fact that he was on San Francisco, which is a cesspool, right? Mm-hmm. At least last year. It was terrible. I mean, uh, I also saw another staff from Kean Fahey, who's a great numbers guy, analytics guy, comes out with some excellent stats. And I believe it was 33% of his accurate throws were dropped. So, like, you could, I mean, that's a staggering number. Two third or one third of your accurate throws are dropped. Now you can say what you want about the whole kneeling thing, and that's a whole different discussion. But if people like Tariq Hill, um, who have domestic violence issues, Frank Clark who got kicked out of the school I like, Michigan. He got kicked out of there. can't remember the last time they kicked somebody out. I'm sure they have. But he got kicked out for doing something Greg Hardy-esque. If those guys are in the league, Gene, not to mention guys like Geno Smith getting contracts and stuff like that. Josh McCown. Josh McCown at like 45 years old. Then there needs to be a place for Colin Kaepernick in the league. I mean... Whether you like what he did or what you didn't, I guess I'll just say that this country is based on freedom. And if you want to kneel or sit or stand or whatever, you might be a dick or people might look at you poorly, but that's their choice. They have the freedom to look at you like that. And I don't like it. But he did nothing compared to Ray Rice. He did nothing compared... I mean, Ben Roethlisberger has two rape allegations against him. God knows what what everybody... And if Greg Hardy was younger and could still play, you really think Dallas would have let him go? And he basically just paid a girl off for horrific things. So even if you think what he did was just stupid wrong, I think that there needs to be a place for him in the NFL. And... Um, I think the Jets should sign him. The only problem is, since he is not a team yet, he must be asking for a lot of money. And that must be why 
no team has really bit on him because, I mean, I know there was some poll that said like 70% of the owners don't want him or don't like him or blah, blah, blah. And, you know, that raises a whole other thing because I've got to imagine that just about every owner is some 70-year-old white business dude. Politically tied to Donald Trump. Yeah. Yeah, and Donald Trump doesn't want him in the NFL. Well, because he's a, basically a mock against him. Yeah, that's a whole. I mean, but I, I think I think there's more politics. Out, I think involved. I think Colin. I think you should try and sign Colin Kaepernick. You gotta get him at a discount. We will never do that because Woody Johnson is, you know, the ambassador to Britain, and he's tied to Trump, and therefore he's not gonna allow this kid to be in the NFL. So, do you think the Jets should draft a? I think they should, but it would love, I, I think they. Or do you think? I think they need your draft. vast other needs. Necessitate you doing something else, like trading down for more picks. I mean, I don't see a receiver out there that's looking too good. We need receivers. Um, I think that the Jets should go for a quarterback. I don't think Mitch Trubisky should be the one, but Corey Davis and Mike Williams. Corey Davis out of Western Michigan. Mike Williams are the highest rated uh, receivers. Uh, John Ross, the kid who ran the four, whatever it was. The record. Yeah, he's he's the third rated, but um, if we, I mean, if we, all three of those guys are gonna go in the first round. Yeah, and of course, if they go and but we pick them up, six is kind of high for any one of those. I mean, but we need um, a quarterback. What do you think, Rob? In that, yeah. I agree with you 100%. I have no different opinion completely to that. I think that the, the defense is I think defense is going to be all over this first round, but I also think those three quarterbacks are going to go real high. All these guys who got nobody taking one until the 12th pick or something. That's that's terrible. It's too important of a position for these teams not to take a crack. The Bears? <laughs> well, the Bears, I mean, they just signed... Uh, Glennon. They just signed Glennon. They're not drafting anybody. Uh, they, they, that's what happens when you spend $15 million or whatever it was on a quarterback. That's the guy. They essentially drafted him from Tampa Bay. Uh, they're, not, they're not signing him. He's done. Um, but, I mean, New Orleans could draft somebody at 11, but you still got Drew Brees, and you're still paying him a ton of money. You're still paying him the kind of money that says win now. So drafting, it's like drafting a quarterback to back him up for the future. You can't be planning for the future if you're paying him $25 million <laughs> a year, whatever you're paying him. But I, 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 I wish that the Redskins would trade up to get the number two pick. That would be nice. They're not getting that number six. How do you know? Because I said so. Any other thoughts on the draft as we stand right now? He's looking right. Do you think do you think uh, those three quarterbacks are gonna go inside the top Ten. top twelve? Top twelve, we'll see. My opinion the twelfth pick being the Cleveland and their second attempt, because they're they're not gonna take one at number one. They're gonna take one at they're gonna take one at number twelve if they two. You think, you think those three quarterbacks are gone at 12? No. No. I think those three quarterbacks will be gone by 
Say what? Eight. Who's running twentieth in the draft? Is it Denver or Detroit? The three quarterbacks being Deshaun Watson. Denver. Denver is twentieth. It's yeah. Tampa Bay nineteen. Denver twenty. Detroit twenty first. I don't see Detroit taking a quarterback. No, Denver. I, I mean, it, yeah. I have. I I can see Denver taking it for Detroit now. Yo, if Deshaun Watson was still there, that'd be a good fit. I just don't. I just. I don't know. I just feel like teams will be looking at more other skill positions yeah. this year, just like you were saying, There's Denver, awful, rather than yeah. quarterbacks. I think quarterbacks is kind of like this year is more of a second round. Third round decision. The thing is, there's a handful of quarterbacks I think will go in the second round as well. They got um, Pat Mahomes, um, Webb uh, from Cal, David Webb, and um, my mind just went blank. Uh, the kid from Miami. The kid from Miami. Um, uh, whatever. The kid from Miami. That's it. Uh, I'll think of his name in a minute. But they, they'll, they'll be going in the second round. Um, I think I think the defensive backs, you know, you're going to have Miles Garrett, you're going to have Jonathan Allen and Solomon Thomas go high. But the defensive backs, it's going to be interesting where they go. Um, Ohio State has at least two, and some say that uh, Connolly is going to go high too. They have three uh, one of them is a safety, but you know, three defensive backs that could go in the top ten. And LSU has two. One of them is going to go in the top five. Jamal Adams is ridiculous. He he's going to be a name you hear in the Pro Bowl every year soon. Um, but they also have uh, Tradarius White. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. Tredarius, right? Tredavian, whatever it is. But I've seen people taking him at like 11, and I've seen people taking him like in the beginning of the second round. So like where those guys go is going to set up a lot. And you have guys like Bubba Baker, um, another safety, really good safety out of Washington. Um, It's going to be interesting. But I can tell you what, if Washington, who I'm a fan of, takes Christian McCaffrey at 17, I might cry because that would be a wasted pick. The and, let's, same. and let's get these tears on video just for... Yeah, we'll get those on. Quick. So you want to... Let's talk about... Um, let's switch gears. We didn't get a chance to do it before. Let's switch gears. Um, you know, we should try and do a... I mean, we should almost try and do a live... If, if actually we get anybody to listen to this trash, we should do a live podcast of the first round. I mean, we can pause it like here and there and maybe, you know, come on. We're not going to, I mean, the first round, they probably it's probably two hours long. We're not yeah. going to sit here. That would be horrible. But, you know, we could do like, a, you know, talk for a little bit. That would be, I think that would be a lot more entertaining than us trying to predict. We're just predict- guessing what these guys getting paid millions of dollars are going to do. Nobody knows. And the thing about it is, you got, you got, you got Mel Kuyper. We were talking about this before. Mel Kuyper puts out five mock drafts. If you have to put out five of anything, doesn't that kind of contradict and say that you don't know what you're talking about? Right? Really? If you put out five of anything, 
Like, so he doesn't know. Yeah. And so, like, I think that would be pretty cool. That we could, if we could do that live somehow. It would be, you get our actual general reactions. You could, like, see what we're actually doing. And it will have uh, results to talk about, not predictions. Mm-hmm. And results are a lot more interesting to talk about than predictions. Because anybody can make predictions. I predicted Portland is not going to win a game. Whoa, there you go. Mark it on the board, man. Um, but let's switch gears and talk about the MVP race. I think the ballots have already been cast. I'm sure. I mean, the postseason doesn't count. But uh, take it away. T- t- tell me what you got on the MVP race right now. Just, like, who do you, th- like, if you had to, like, rank them right now, not who you think would win, but just give me some names. All right. You want five before, you know what, to me, the MVP, MVP race is four people, but um, it's Russell Westbrook, James Harden, LeBron James, Kawhi Leonard. Those are the four names. Without any question, this year the MVP award should go to. Um... If I had to draw down even thin it, cut the fat, it's either Russell Westbrook or James Harden. LeBron James, numbers are great. He's averaging uh, 26.4, 8.6 rebounds, 8.7. You know, a near triple-double right then and there. Some of those numbers are his best in a while. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah, he's not. it's not anything on for him if his stats. Stats are great every year. It's just... In my opinion as well, this is, again, this is nothing with any bias or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, it's nothing special to this year. It's, you did, to, it's pretty, in my opinion, average of what I expect from you for your team this year. Yeah. That's really all I have the other day. Look up the 1961 MVP, NBA MVP. Right? I already know where that's going. Yeah. Then, again, my next But no, it's not going exactly where you think it's going. Go ahead. And then now we get to the last three, Russell, Harden, and Kawhi. Yeah. Cool. Now, before you're complete, like, I remember we were joking about this um, a couple weeks ago, and you were saying that you would put Isaiah Thomas in there. Are you taking him out just to trim the fat, or are you just... I'm taking him out to trim the fat. He would be potentially a fifth, sixth option. I think he should be in there just because he deserves credit for what that team has done. Again, yeah, he, you're absolutely right. But I, I, I don't think I, w- I wouldn't even put him ahead of LeBron. No, of course. Like I said, he would be like a fifth, sixth. If anything, to me, if I wanted to give him more recognition he would probably be in my tops for a most improved player. Yeah. Which, again, goes alongside which the whole, everybody, the league is looking at um, the Greek freak. Greek freak looking yeah. at. And speaking of that, too, I think they're winning. 91 to 74? Wow. They're crushing Toronto. Go ahead. Okay. All right. Yeah, they're crushing them right now. Um, but again, back to, like I said, Kawhi Leonard... Should, the way he's been playing ever since Pop woke him up from the NBA Finals against the Heat. 
um, his playing mate, he has that system is is him. Yeah. Like he now he has full ownership of the team. He's a new face of the franchise. Mm-hmm. Twenty five point eight points, five five point nine assists, one point eight steals. Definite top two candidate for the defensive player of the year. I think. He, excuse me. I think he is the defensive player of the year, right? I mean. I mean, well, it's going to go up between him and Draymond Green. And yeah. it might lean towards Draymond Green this year for better stats he's had compared to Kawhi's consistency. I'd like to see somebody else get it besides those two just swap it every year. But, but I mean, they're, they, it's just how good both their defenses. And then we get down to the bread and butter. I mean, I would love to put Kawhi in there more, but let alone... Like, I want to think of this, and this is, again, my own personal opinion of the MVP award. I don't want it to only come down to wins. I want it more to look at how your team is, how valuable are you to your team? Again, you could say, well, what about Cleveland with LeBron James? He's so valuable. And I'm like, this yeah. team is, it's, LeBron's just doing what he's doing. He can do this on any team. Yeah, we talked, about, we talked about this before. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. Kawhi Leonard, he's a bread bread, but again, then again, the Spurs are the Spurs. Let alone, the Spurs have been like this for 20 plus years, if you really look down at it. The Spurs are just old school veteran players playing the basic fundamentals. So there's nothing to me. Russell Westbrook and James Harden had to completely not do what they did this year for Kawhi to win the MVP award, unfortunately, for me to give them the vote. So now we're down to Russell and James, and their stats are. Russell Westbrook averages a triple-double. James Harden, a near triple-double. Finally has a team that's on his shoulders, giving him the green light. And it's incredible what he's made of that team this year. Russell Westbrook losing KD to go to state. The whole drama with that. And bringing pretty much anybody's like a sub-5. They're a six-seed in the West. Yes. And it seems like it's only him. It practically is only him. They got other pieces, but yeah. If he's not on that team, this team is probably as bad as my Lakers. They're, they're down there. They're, I give them yeah. right then and there. Yeah. I still say they would be better than my Lakers. But yeah. if, with potential in the future, if you took Russell Westbrook off, my Lakers in future tense would be better. But yeah. anyway, back to point. You take James Harden off the Rockets... I still put them in like a ninth seed at best worst. Like, yeah. they still could be knocking on the door for at least a playoff spot. Yeah. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. Um, I mean, it's. Do you think the voters don't like Russell Westbrook? No, I think the voters love Russell Westbrook this year. I just think this award has lost its. Meaning the true actual meaning of what it should do. Probably since like six years ago, back when around what was it, Dan Dirk Nowitzki? No, a little bit before that, when it was like Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki. Yeah, that whole like right then and there, I feel like the MVP award lost everything about it. like what the true yeah. meaning was. Bef- now well, it's a joke that Shaq didn't win one of those years that Steve Nash won back to back. I don't know which one it was. It might have been both of them. But, like, it was a joke that he did not win. So you, you think uh, Russ Westbrook and a landslide? 
I don't think it's a landslide. No. I think it's literally going to be practically a toss of like, again, the whole conversation comes down to co-MVPs, which I don't want that. I don't want that. Again, I understand why, because this is, this is amazing. This is probably the best MVP race, if we're saying. Probably. To think about, to think about it like this, the best defender in the league is being left out, and LeBron James might be fourth. LeBron James is putting up really, really good numbers, and he might be fourth in the voting. Usually, he gets second in the voting because it's like it's like uh, they don't want to put first. <laughs> you can't give it to him every year. Like that year, Rose won it. Come on, really? They just got sick of giving it to him every year. They rubbed him the wrong way or whatever. There's no reason Rose should have won it that year. That's and, what I mean. This this award is more or less and even a popularity vote. That's like, even. Even the year Steph Curry won it. Look what LeBron did to him in the finals. Like, he, he, or, I mean, he, last year, last year, last year, like, he embarrassed Steph Curry anytime they went against, yeah, it's a different position, but I mean, yeah, Russ Westbrook is going to win it. I think I heard somewhere that this will be like the lowest seed or the, Least amount of wins an MVP ever has been on. Like, it's technically the worst team an MVP ever has. But, I mean, the, the yeah, I already see your face. You're looking at the stats from that year, right? Yeah. Yeah. The year that, you know, people are going to say he's going to get the, trip, the triple-double and you can't give it to him. But Oscar Robinson, that's not the argument you want to make. Because Oscar Robinson averaged a triple-double, and he came in third in the MVP voting. And I learned this the other day, and this was staggering. And here's the thing. Wilt Chamberlain, tell me what Wilt Chamberlain's numbers were. Okay, so he had 50 points. Uh, wait, there's no way that's... It's like 54. Yeah. <laughs> there's no... 50.4 points a game. Oh, my God, that's weird. Uh, okay, so what is it? TR... Rebounds a game, I guess? He had 25. Yeah. 25.7? 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 2.4 assists. <laughs> yeah, why would he pass? He, had, he averaged 50 points a game and 25 rebounds a game, and he came in second in the MVP race. Damn. And, uh, uh, what's Bill Russell. Bill Russell won that year. With 18 points, yeah. 23 rebounds, and 4.5 assists. Yeah. I think it's funny that, like, Bill Russell. How did that happen? <laughs> Can you imagine arguing about that back then? <laughs> the absolute joke. <laughs> so he needed 60 points a game? Like, what was he supposed to do? But yeah, just going back to what you were saying about the snubs. Derrick Rose winning when LeBron was in Miami. Mm -hmm. That was a snub. Yes. My point was Steve Nash crushing Kobe for the MVP party. This was like in 2006. It's actually the same year when Kobe dropped... Or right around when he dropped the 81-point game. When he was carrying this So it was the year after that Shaq should have won. Correct. That was when Shaq was on Miami. Um, I know another one I could think of. I think one of the years... I don't remember what year exactly was it. But Carl Malone won an MVP award. Yeah. When it should have been Jordan. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure there's other ones too. But those are the ones that like stand out to me like... Right off the bat, about how this award is popularity, like you can't do anything wrong outside of the league again. Like 
I look at the LeBron one, a much keep out of bias or anything. I know he should have won that award over Derrick Rose, but you know it had stuff to do with the whole decision and leaving Cleveland. But he should have. I don't even. How many MVPs does he have? He, four. Sh- he should have more than four. As silly as that five sounds. Five or six. Yes. As silly as that sounds, he should have more than four. But he ain't gonna get it this year. No, he's not. Absolutely. And not he's gonna probably get it. never gonna get another one. No. Not unless he does what we were joking. If he goes to, we were joking earlier. We were saying like if um, this must have been a tough conversation from for Rob to have being the LeBron critic that he is. But we were joking about. Um, if you could, you know, when LeBron's contract is done, or I think he has an opt-out this year, or whatever it is, what franchise should he go to that kind of has talent but hasn't done any winning? And you don't want to go to a small market. You kind of want to go to a bigger bigger market So and, and it would make him a god. And I, I, made the, I made the argument that he should go to either New Orleans or Philadelphia. And you didn't like the Philadelphia one. You didn't like either one, did yeah. you? But I think if he went to Philadelphia with what Embiid should be and what Simmons could be, I think they would be in. They, okay, let me put it this way: if I put him on, um, well, obviously one's in the West, so let's do it with Philadelphia in the East. Provided they're healthy. Mm-hmm. If I put LeBron on the 76ers next year with Simmons, what he's supposed to be, number one pick overall last year, what he's supposed to be, and what Embiid showed us when he was healthy this year, are they the number one seed in the, in the East? No. No. I give them the third seed. <laughs> it's pretty close. Yeah, they're close. I mean, yeah. Uh, and, 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 and your better question would have been like, do you think they're going to be close? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yes. But do I think they're going to get the first seed? No. But you know that he's going to drag along a couple of his old grizzled veterans to round out that team. It's not even dragging them. They're, they're, okay, this is the worst thing I could possibly say. But you know what? You know what? This is here. Go up to Stanford and look by the train track see how many people are standing out there. That's literally what these veterans have been doing for the past eight years. Richard Jefferson has been in a hole in the ground for ten years since the Nets. Dropped. I think. Uh, I mean, if you're if you're if you're LeBron and you don't mind moving to another team, wouldn't that be the next logical place to 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 try and be like? Yes, because it's the uh, only immortal legend. Because that's the only thing that he has left to do. Because at the end of the day, he's never going to hit Jordan. In my eyes, he's not even close to Kobe. Enjoy your. That's another argument for another day. Let's again, not bring your Kobe. Exactly. I know that. But what my whole point is... Nobody, nobody else... I mean, we don't even want to hear about that. Never no mind one. anybody listening. But like I said, the only <laughs> thing... He pretty much has a... He's the hope of a dying third world country. In, in our country, more of a dying state or city. He is the hope that can bring. He brought Cleveland a ring. He rose Miami. Well, yeah, Shaq did help him out get a banner. But then they died again. I mean, at the end of the day before... If you had went to Miami to look up a jersey, the first name you would have picked up was Lamar Odom's jersey in Miami. Dwayne Wade. Besides that, that's that's an automatic, like, I say besides Dwayne Wade, any other jersey you're picking up, Lamar Odom. They like Karan Butler down there. There's definitely other places where I would have picked up a Karan Butler jersey. Anyway, I, okay, if if you're gonna if you if you're if you're interested in 
creating a narrative or uh, providing entertainment. Wouldn't you like to see it? You don't want him in Cleveland, obviously. Wouldn't you like to see him go to a team like that? I, I think it. I, I was I was thinking in the Western Conference, you got Anthony Davis, who if we were starting a team right now, if you if you had a if you had a fantasy draft, and you had to not only think about now but you had to think about the future, Anthony Davis probably would be the number one pick. Maybe answer to Combo. Um, if you want to take a real flyer, then you would be taking somebody else who's younger and unproven. But you would probably go with Anthony Davis. He's 26 or 27, one of the best players in the league, and he hasn't done any win. But if you put LeBron with him and DeMarcus Cousins, we were talking about it earlier, they're not the big guys that clog the middle. LeBron has trouble with those working with those guys because they get in the way. And so when he's driving to the hole, whatever man is covering Tristan Thompson, hypothetically, there's a seven-foot guy in there. Whereas, so he can stand there, take the charge, or he can get in position to jump up and, 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 and reject it. No, I know we're only talking about a specific part, but that's one of the things that, that's why Chris Bosh fits so well with him down, down in, uh, in Miami because Chris could actually shoot three-pointers, never mind a lot of his game was a mid-range jump shot. DeMarcus Cousins and Anthony Davis both can shoot. That's why that's why they're so damn good. Um, so whoever is covering them, be it a seven-footer or whatever, they have to follow them out. So the lane wouldn't be as clogged for LeBron. So, yeah... You're in. It's a joke to think about it, but it's far fetched only because you can't see LeBron leaving Cleveland, and I don't know. But how fun would that be to watch? Do you think Cleveland has enough in them to burn his jersey twice? Yes. Oh my god! I can't. You know. I think they would. Absolutely, they would. Are you kidding? It can be for all like. And I say this, especially this time. The first time, we all understand it. Okay. No, no, we don't want to. We talked no, no. about this before. No, I, I, let me say this right. I understand why he left. Again. Oh, I, yeah. I don't, know, I don't care about you leaving. That's never been my whole thing. He Be played seven years for that. Yeah, yes. do what you want. You gave your time. <laughs> Some people could argue that's seven years too many. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, but my whole thing is, like, like, then again, we can go back and forth and say, great, congratulations, you raised five million dollars for the Boys and Girls Club. Whatever. I'm more happy with Boys and Girls Club for my fraternity, but even we so. Can all, we can all imagine. He got poor advice there. Poor advice? He had a horrible deal from that. Yeah. Like, but here's the thing. If that's the only real bad thing he's ever done, don't you kind of have to give him a little bit of a pass? You want me to give him a pass in what way? It was a poor decision to do the decision. <laughs> oh my god. Here, Ben Robster, you get a pass. Oh wait, here you go, you well, slip got, up again. I know. But and I people and people love him more than people who do one bad thing. Yeah. Ben Robster, you're lucky as fuck. Right? Probably. He can rate five more chicks and still get a pass. I'm telling you that. Let look, Ray Rice punched one chick, his wife, and she still loves him. No pass. No, she married him. 
I know. I just seen them together three months ago in Bartaco. Together. Chilling. I'd, I, I, I think if, if, I'd love to see what LeBron would look like with those two monsters. Provided everybody's healthy. In the Western Conference, you would get your wish to see him in the Western Conference. Yeah, love to see him get destroyed in the West. I don't know. I'd say if he's really that good, then he should go to the Knicks. No one is going to the Knicks. The Knicks are the next Browns. The Knicks are the Browns. Technically, yes. Sorry for all you New Yorkers. And we are New Yorkers too. There's just no hope in New York. At the end of the day, the Yankees are the hope of New York. So getting back to the MVP, Westbrook wins? Westbrook wins by a few votes. Yes. And I think... What if he averaged nine assists and not ten? He's then, no, it would go to James Harden. And really, this and this is why I'm going to say this. And this is and this is what we were talking about. Other, I believe, and this is going by what the voters are going to do. Remember, I said how this MVP award, the meaning of it, has changed over the past ten yeah. years. I think the voters are kind of going back on the whole. It's not the best player in the league award on yeah. the best team. They're going back to try to be, all right, most valuable. But what they're going to do, like, stat-wise, history stat-wise, is say, we haven't seen this before in since Oscar Robinson did it. He passed Oscar Robinson's record. We are going to go by these milestones to give him the award. Now, now let's just say is the same thing happened again next year. The odds of that are slim to none. Put, put my house on it with that. If James Harden did the same exact thing, but got a, maybe like a two seed over the Spurs and the Warriors were still number one, Russell Westbrook averaged again a triple-double, maybe got 38 games or whatever. It's definitely going to go to James Harden now because unless, the league, a league and all the voters are like, well, we already rewarded you for your milestones. Unless LeBron gets pissed and decides this year the playoffs don't matter, I'm going to see if I can average a triple-double in the regular season. I still don't think they would give it to him. I still think James Harden. I think they would give it to him because it's LeBron. The mm-hmm. same reason you don't like him. I think they would give it to him because well, they should have given. Start it to milking him. the cow, please. Yeah. I think I think he's gonna. You know what? And in, in my opinion on it has changed in like the last two or three weeks because he kept putting up monster numbers and they kept winning and and they're a six seed. They were practically a five seed and it and I mean, were they a game or two back of? Uh, I mean, they almost were a four seed. Never mind that. So I mean, they were right there with the Clippers and the Jazz, and and I mean, he has a couple other players on the team like Oladipo, but he's got a couple big guys. I think, I think that team is kind of, you know, with um, I just forgot the Enos Cantor and the other guy there. Who's the other guy who looks like? With the mustache, he looks like a sailor or something. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, the, the, the big dude there. Um, yeah, he's pretty much Russell um, Westbrook bodyguard. Yeah, but you know he's got. It's kind of built perfectly for him. You know he's got he's got two big dudes that can take the pressure off. The most Stephen impre- Adams. Stephen Adams, yes. The most impressive thing to me is him getting the rebounds when they got two seven footers on the floor. It's because they're letting him get the rebound. They're le- they're like making him get a triple double. They're like boxing people out. So yes, I mean, yeah, that's what, I mean, that's right. 
Probably. I think they are. <laughs> I mean, do you have any other explanation? I mean, I know he's an energizer bunny and he's running on, you know, he's running on speed and coke and doing, like, he's going 100 miles an hour, but he shouldn't be getting 10 rebounds no, a game. No. Because I know those two aren't averaging 10 rebounds a game. Yeah, no, no, no. They're really boxing people out for him, I think. Yeah. Well, anyway, so, all right. Enough of that. Um, Matt, Rob, and Justin from the Uninformed, uninforming you. And hopefully you listen, and hopefully there's going to be a third podcast for you guys to listen to.